0: hello everybody welcome to Vineyard Community Church we're very glad you're here with us today we are in a series called interfacing Uh, this is our fifth week in the series and an interface uh, just as a review is it's a way of connecting things it helps two things connect and what we've been saying in this series is a part of our mission uh, as believers, is to help pre-Christians, people that don't yet believe in Christ, connect to the kingdom of God. And we do this, I've, I've talked about this, we do this by living by trying to do the next right thing, and also, uh, and in, in that, then hopefully um, finding ourselves sort of a platform to do the other part of the very important part of that, which is telling people about the good news of Jesus Christ. That, that we're to tell people about... Who Jesus is and that um, we're looking at both of these components throughout this series uh, and we're using as a foundation the second chapter of 1st Peter and we're uh, the first 12 verses in particular. And so we've been looking through those verses sort of breaking them down uh, in the previous weeks. Last week we looked at 1st Peter chapter 2 verses 4 through 6 and we talked about The importance of the way that you perceive your relationship with God and how it impacts everything you do and we talked about the the fact that you're precious to God and and I looked at some parables and I I said you know in in, we looked at and we're gonna look at those parables again but but one of the meanings of the parables that you're you're the pearl uh, of great value you're the treasure hidden in a field and that you need to understand that about yourself and your relationship with God and that if you don't have that concept um, we'll never really get into the flow of living by trying to do the next right thing because we'll, we'll pretend and we'll wear masks and we'll, we'll just be dealing with guilt and shame all the time. But when we begin to understand uh, how much God loves us, it begins to impact everything that we do in living this life out for Him. Today, we're going to move on to verses 7 and 8. And what we're going to talk about today is, is how precious Jesus is. So we talked about how precious we are to Him, Today what we're going to be talking about is, is how precious Jesus is. So that's where we're going to be heading. Well, before we do, a little thing out of the, out the... What do you call a camel with no hump? Humphrey. Sorry, I liked it. The scripture reading is out of Ephesians chapter 3. of all the fullness of God. Blessed be the Word of the Lord. And as I said, we're going to be looking today primarily at these two verses in 1st Peter, verses 7 and 8. Very interesting verses that I want to take some time to explain. And, and they say this, now to you who believe this stone is precious, but to those who do not believe, the stone the builders rejected has become the capstone, and a stone that causes men to stumble, and a rock that makes them fall. They stumble because they disobey the message, which is also what they were destined for. So I want to take some time today to talk about those verses, because I think that those are sort of, uh, tr- they can be a little tricky, those verses, in what we understand them to mean. And I think it's vital that we understand what they mean, because it really impacts the entire sort of um, process that we're going to go through in, in living by trying to do the next right thing and speaking the words that we need to speak in him. So point number one in your notes is this is that Jesus is precious to those who believe. Jesus is precious to those who believe. First Peter two, seven, now to you who believe this stone is precious. So if you're a follower of Christ, if you're a believer, then Christ is precious to you. He is precious to all who believe. And as I said last week, we looked at some parables in Matthew 13, and I want to revisit them today. When we looked at them last week, I said that they were about you, which is one of the meanings of the parables. But these two parables are also about Jesus. And, and that the meaning of these parables is that Jesus is worth everything to those who believe. He's the treasure in the field, and he is the pearl of great value. So remember, I applied those to you last week, with, with Jesus being the one that gave it all for us. But these parables are also about our response to him. Let me read them to you again. Matthew 13:44 through 46. The kingdom of heaven is like treasure hidden in a field. When a man found it, he hid it again, and then his joy went and sold all he had and bought that field. Again, the kingdom of heaven is like a merchant looking for fine pearls. When he found one of great value, he went away and sold everything he had and bought it. And so in in this case and in this instance that we're looking at today, it's talking about the heart that we're to have as believers. He is precious to us as believers. He's worth everything. He's worth it all. Uh, he's, he's worth, uh, you know, the, he's the treasure in the field to us. Uh, he was absolutely worth. Nothing compares to knowing Jesus. Nothing is of more value than knowing Jesus. And this is the picture and, of the, and the story of these parables both of them the treasure in the field and the pearl of great value. There's nothing more valuable. There's nothing you will ever find that will equal Jesus in your life. Um, nothing compares to him. And so he's worth everything, and it's, it's worth being all in with him. Him, heart, mind, soul, and strength in everything that we do because he, he's, he's what it's all about. He, he's what life is, is all about. He's worth living for Jesus. He's precious to us. Now, what about, though, and this is point number two, um, people that don't yet believe, because that's sort of what verse 8 gets into. What about pre-Christians is what your note should say, point number two. What about pre-Christians, point number two. Um, and so the the, the next part of this verse can be a little tricky Um, and so that's why I want to talk about it together so 1 Peter 2, 7, the second half of 7 and then verse 8 but to those who do not believe, pre-Christians the stone the builders rejected has become the capstone and a stone that causes men to stumble and a rock that makes them fall they stumble because they disobey the message which is also what they were destined for Now, when you read those verses, it might seem um, to some that those verses are implying that some people are destined to disobey the message. That they have no choice but to reject the good news. And that's not what those verses are saying. There's two things about the verse I want to point up to you that are very important, particularly in the way that they relate to pre-Christians or unbelievers. First, the verbs in the verse are all in the present tense which means that that verse could actually be written this way. But to those who currently do not believe, they currently stumble because they currently disobey the message. And so it's, it's, uh, the, the tense is very important in the verbs in the process. And also another important part is a word that's translated destined there, which is uh, when people see that word, it kind of makes them think in a certain way. Um, it would be better translated appointed. Um, and, and, and so what's appointed is not that they disobey, but what's appointed is that they will stumble if they disobey. And what Peter's saying, that if people don't receive the good news, they're in trouble. That's the reality of those verses. Um, they, they certainly have the ability to accept or reject the message, just like we have had, and hopefully we've received it. And so as people who have accepted the message of the good news, of the cross, we're to be an interface to help people who haven't yet accepted it, to accept it. And that's why that's such an important point to understand. Um, If you read it like, uh, well, that's just what they're appointed for, what they're destined for, what difference does it make, you, you might miss the emphasis of what Peter's trying to say here, which is... Listen, um, and he's going to go on and say that even more in the next next week when we start talking about being a chosen people and a royal priesthood and a holy nation. What he, the point he's making is, listen, if people don't hear, that don't yet believe, if they don't hear and receive the good news, what they're heading for is not a good situation. And, and that needs to impact us so that we become people who understand that, that part of why we're here is to declare the excellent message that we have in Christ that people need to hear. And it's vital that people hear it because the, the option is not pleasant. The, the, uh, the, for people that don't hear and receive, it's not good. That's, that's what those verses are saying. And so everybody has a shot at this, and we need to be people that are telling people this amazing good news that's available to them. Which brings up my third point, and what I really want you to think about this week. And this is a big part of what we're going to be doing from here on in this series. This sort of sets the foundation for it. So my my point number three is this, and here's the question. Just how precious is Jesus to you? How precious is Jesus to you? See, because that's what pre-Christians need to hear from you. That's what people who don't believe need to hear from you. What makes Jesus precious to you? See, that's going to be at the heart of our opportunities to share with people what, what, what this is all about. What is it that makes Jesus precious to you? Now, Paul gives us an idea about what makes Jesus precious to him. I like these verses Philippians 3 7 through 9. He says this Whatever was to my profit, I now consider loss for the sake of Christ. What is more, I consider everything a loss compared to the surpassing greatness of knowing Christ Jesus my Lord, for whose sake I have lost all things. I consider them rubbish that I may gain Christ and be found in him, not having a righteousness of my own that comes from the law, but that which is through faith in Christ. The righteousness that comes from God and is by faith. Paul says, look, whatever whatever else was going on, there's nothing that compares to knowing Jesus. That's how precious Jesus is to the Apostle Paul. It's worth giving up everything for. So here's, here's what I want you to do this week. And, and uh, I'll talk about it a little more. But I, I, I really want you to some, take some time this week and, and think about why Jesus is precious to you. Think about it and actually write some things down. Why is Jesus precious to you? Not just a, 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 an exercise that really makes you think about answering that question. Because uh, this is going to help us be ready to share when we get opportunities the, the, the thing that pre-Christians desperately need to hear. What is it that makes Jesus precious to you? So let me give you some ideas. Here's some stuff I thought about this week. As I was thinking about this process. And I, I've, I've got some verses that I just sort of are, pop out to me as being extremely important in why Jesus is precious to me. The first one is 1 John 1, 9. Uh, I think I, I read this the other week. This was one of the first verses as a believer that I really ever got a hold of. It just impacted me almost immediately. If we confess our sins, He is faithful and just and will forgive us our sins and purify us from all unrighteousness um, that whole thing makes Jesus so precious to me, knowing that that he's made it possible for me to be forgiven of all my mess because I have lots of mess, um, lots of mess and and lots of baggage and lots of garbage and to to understand that that he has made a way for me to f- be forgiven is is completely overwhelming to me, and stops me all the time when I think about how amazing it is that all of the garbage that I've, um, you know, done, um, I've been forgiven for. Not only forgiven, but purified of, um, cleansed. I can stand in the presence of a holy God, and, and the enemy doesn't have room to beat me up with my guilt and shame, because it's been taken care of. And, and when people ask me, that's one of the reasons that Jesus is precious to me. I've been forgiven. I, I, for everything I've ever done, I've been forgiven. And that is an amazing piece of good news. Here's another one that I, I just makes Jesus so precious to me. Romans eight twenty eight, And we know that in all things, God works for the good of those who love him, who've been called according to his purpose. That's an amazing verse to me. We know in all things that God works for the good of those who love him, who've been called according to his purpose. God is working all things together for good. Uh, I'm, I'm fascinated by that concept, that, that uh, in Christ, God is able to work all things together for good in my life. Even, even the stuff that I don't get or understand or like, um, I, can, I can settle in the understanding that, somehow God is able to use even the, the brokenness and the tragedies and the mess in a fallen world and broken planet, that, that God can somehow work through all of that in my life to um, cause it work in, to work into something else. And then to me, that's just a fascinating concept of the amazing relationship I have with Jesus. Here's another thing I think about all the time. John 10.10. You'll hear me talk about this all the time because I'm so fascinated about this verse. The thief comes only to steal, kill, and destroy. But Jesus said, I have come that they may have life and have it to the full. I love that promise. Um, and, and I think that one resonates with me in particular because I understand how real the enemy is and how, um, how much life he stole from me and how he would like to continue to do that. And, and yet Jesus wants me to have full and abundant life now and forever. And that that's an amazing picture to me of, of the reality of why he's so precious why Jesus is so precious the, the enemy would just would do everything he can to steal life away from me and and was very successful for quite a big chunk of my life um, but Jesus has made a way for me to have life now and forever in him full and abundant life that's a that's a fascinating concept to me it makes Jesus so precious to me that he's with me and for me and wants the best for me here's another one John 5:24. I tell you the truth, whoever hears my word and believes him who sent me has eternal life and will not be condemned and he is crossed over from death to life. I love that verse because uh, that's a promise of eternal life that's already started the moment I accepted Christ. It's already happened. I'm already experiencing my eternal life. And I'm... That's, this is forever and ever and ever and ever and ever and ever. This, this particular body will uh, eventually wear out unless Jesus comes back first. But... Uh, saying he doesn't, I, I'm still good because I I'm, I have eternal life. I'm, I'm going to cross right over into the next one and um, the, the one that lasts forever, and I'm already in, in Christ. It's already started. And I, I think about that, and I think how amazing that is that, that that's the prom one of the promises I have. It's already started for me in Christ. It started for you in Christ. We've crossed over from death to life. And so we have nothing to fear. I mean, the, the, the reality of that verse is that that so much of the the world is so fearful of the end that they, they you know it, it, it sort of penetrates everything that they think can do, but in in christ we don 't have to be afraid we 're already crossed over from death to life we 're already in we 're forever we 're good you know we'll, we deal with like everybody else does at the goodbye part, but man we 're in, and so this is an amazing. Amazing good news. Now, I just gave you a few examples. I could go on and on and on and on and on, but I didn't want to do that. I wanted to leave you some room to do it for yourselves. And, and let me encourage you this week, at least three, come up with at least three things of why Jesus is precious to you. You should be able to get more and think about them and maybe think about a verse that goes along with it and make that a something that you actually do. Sit down and do that. Take some time to, so that if I, if I were to ask you the next time I saw you, why is Jesus precious to you? Give me three things that you would go, oh, I got that. And you could just give them to me because you've thought about it all right so so make that part of something you do I don't give homework very often Um, I you know I encourage you to think about things but this time I really want you to make this an exercise this week at some point in time three things that makes Jesus precious to you because we're gonna build on that as we move forward because I want you to have things that you can um, share with people when the opportunities arise That just makes sense and you can say I mean to me you know those are those are some very important things I gave you four Um, like I said I could have kept going and going and going they started to roll out of me but then we'd be going all night we want to move into worship so so that's uh, that's where I'm at so think about three things uh, this week and and then remember how important it is because we you know Peter tells us look the, the the what's appointed for people that don't get it isn't good and so we want them to get we want them in to the kingdom. We want to be an interface that draws people from not knowing Jesus into the kingdom of God so they can experience life and forever and they can know how precious Jesus is just like we do. So be thinking about those things this week. That's where I'm going to stop. Uh, if you're watching on video or television, thank you very much. We appreciate you doing that and uh, I appreciate your time. I know how valuable it is. And if you need prayer or anything, go to our website at keysvineyard.com and there's a prayer page and put it there or you can call us. We'd be praying for you. And and if you get a chance to come and see us, we'd love to have you here. But uh, thank you for being a part.